Here's what's coming up on today's show. These are the things you really need to think about. And, you know, hopefully you have a good attorney who's walking you through these so you can understand, you know, all the risks here and what we're dealing with. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Well, hello and welcome in to Complete Estate Planning. Glad to have you on the podcast today. I'm Ben George. He is Nick Rosenbauer. He's an estate planning attorney. And he is the owner of the Rosenbauer Law Office there in Westchester, Ohio. Got a good show for you today. We're going to talk a little bit about a subject that is tough, obviously, but uh, for those that are maybe dealing with a child that has a drug or alcohol problem, how do you fit that into the estate plan? What are some discussions that you might have with clients that are in the situation? Because, Nick, I mean, let's face it, there seemingly are more and more people that probably are dealing with this issue. Yeah, you're. It's a sad thing. You're. Uh, you're absolutely right. I. Uh, and again, I don't know why this isn't. A, you know, going to turn into like a dare. You know, uh, conversation here. But uh, I know there's, you know, more and more things accessible to more and more people. And also, I've heard horror stories on, you know, people get injured or people have surgery, and then some of the pain. Uh, some of the pain medication um, mm-hmm. that uh, you know is supposed to be temporary. Uh, can certainly can certainly cause some problems. So I know uh, it's a problem. Uh, it is a big problem. Um, so we, we need to know what we're up against, and then we need to know uh, what our options are. Well, we're going to talk about some of the risks that come with having a child or a grandchild with a substance problem, and and you have an, uh, you know even if it's not a large sum of money, just having anything to leave to them, what some of the, those risks might be. And then we'll discuss some of the options you might have for your inheritance and some of the things that Nick talks through with his clients through that process. So if you have questions for Nick, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com, that is where you can find him and all of our podcasts. Plus, he has some great resources there as well, including Ohio's Complete Guide to Estate Planning and the five essential documents of a complete estate plan, much more as well. You can also schedule a call directly from the front of the website. There's a big orange button there. Click that, and you can get on Nick's calendar. But if you want to jot down his phone number as well, please do so, 513-463-6789. All right, so I guess let's let's start with some of the risks, Nick. I mean, obviously, there's the clear, hey, you know, they're going to take the money and spend it. Uh, but what are some of the other things that, that you've seen or, or – some of the considerations that uh, people have made when they're thinking through this. Well, there, there's a number of things, and a lot of these are, you know, we don't know for sure if it's going to happen, but these are a lot of things that we need to say, what if, and then we need to have that uh, discussion. Obviously, every circumstance, every family is different, um, you know, but a lot of times if someone has a substance problem, they've had it for a long time. Um, there's many situations where they may not have much money or they don't have, you know, money or they don't have any money or, you know, even if they're kind of on recovery, they, you know, they can't get a good job right now. And then all of a sudden they get this big chunk of money can be very enabling. You know, if you're living paycheck to paycheck and, and even get a hundred thousand dollars, heck $50,000, um, mm-hmm. that can definitely be enabling, um, and then what do we do with that? Well, you know, every circumstance is different, but, 
your imagination can take off there. Second, um, and this is probably one of the biggest uh, concerns that my clients have. What if you have someone who is clean or is on the road to recovery or has been sober for a while? It just turns into a temptation, you know, right, for, for relapse. Um, so, so that's something where, you know, even if they're not actively using, you know, that doesn't mean getting a large sum of money. And Ben, let's not forget, they don't get it until you die. So at a very stressful time when they've just lost a, a family member, a spouse, a parent, a grandparent. Yeah. So very stressful time anyway. True. And, you know, could be could be some real temptation here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one here, even if they're on the, the straight and narrow, and, and on my notes here I have it in quotations, but I had written down, you know, being a target for their friends or people in the wrong crowd. I say friends with quotations, but you know, what if they've, uh, they've relied on others in the past or they were always bumming a ride or bumming, bumming a beer, or bumming a cigarette or something like that. Or if they owed money to someone, you know, and all of a sudden they have money. Okay. So a lot of people could be very interested, um, and Hey, and this guy, all of a sudden he's got some money uh, he can take us out to the bar or, you know, he can go, you know, buy us a score or something like that. So that's something to be really careful about. And then also, you know, and this doesn't apply just to people with a substance problem. This applies to a lot of other people. But what if they have no life experience, knowledge, or skills in managing a large sum of money? Okay. If they've never had money, they probably don't know what to do with it. Um, you know, if they've never had more than $500 to their name, $500,000 is going to blow their mind, okay? Um, so that's something just, you know, even if they're sober, even if they're doing great, even if they're staying away from the bad people of their past, what do we do with it? Someone just mailed you a check for $388,000 or $3 million, Ben, geez, what to... What do you do with that? How are you equipped to handle that? And then, you know, what if there's, you know, what if they've declared bankruptcy? There's a judgment, you know, creditors, you know, that they owe money to. It's in collections, um, some prior debt. You know, maybe they're on, you know, government benefits. You know, maybe they're disabled, you know, welfare, Medicaid, food stamps, something like that. A lot of that can be in jeopardy. Because a lot of those are needs based, which means they're you know you have to have you have to have financial uh, requirements in order to get them. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have too much money or too much income, you're ineligible. So getting the money could put all of that in jeopardy. Okay, okay. Um, I was actually uh, I was actually working with a couple clients this week who um, they had uh, it was a you know it was a you know it was a sibling. Um, who was disabled, and they wanted to help them out, but they're on disability benefits, and uh, the program they were on, um, I think you're allowed to have $2,100 to your name, uh, and if you have any more money than that, then you're too rich, and they kick you off of it, mm-hmm. okay? So, got to be really careful that you don't cause more harm than good. And then another thing to be to think about here, you know, a lot of these situations you know, what if it's a situation where the person we're trying to take care of, you know, relies on us for support? 
Okay, so what if you're giving them money or they're staying at your house uh, or you buy them food, you buy them gas, something like that? Um, and then that w- who's going to take care of them when you're not around to take care of them anymore? And they're left with, you know, with nothing, right? And, and, and what happens next? Does this become a, a burden to another family member? Because, you know, you're not around to take care of them. Now someone else has to let them live uh, at their house or reach into their own pocket or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so what void is there, you know, that happens when you pass away? Okay, because it's weird because I tell, I tell my clients not to sit here and think of the here and now. I think of what happens when you are gone, okay, because that's when we need to figure That's when the plan needs to work. Okay, so you could be helping them out right now, but when you're gone, now what? Okay, so there's a void that's left there. So, so these are the things that we need to think about. And obviously, younger, older, actively abusing, in remission, in recovery, sober for 20 years, you know, having a few too many drinks versus you know a real hardcore substance that kind of takes a hold of you, something like that. A lot of the, you know, there, there's a lot of factors at play here. But, but these are the things you really need to think about. And, you know, hopefully you have a good attorney who's walking you through these so we can understand, you know, all the risks here and what we're dealing with. Absolutely. And, I, and a lot of those risks I wouldn't really have thought about, but they all make perfect sense. And, you know, even if that person's on the right track, as you pointed out, this could be a, a negative for them. So, all right, you've, you meet with someone, they're going through this, you've explained the risks. Now let's talk inheritance options. What are some things you can do in this situation? Well, there's a number of different options. The The option that is probably the most extreme, uh, I would say, is, you know, disown or disinherit them. Okay. If, if, you, if you say they get no money when I die, well, they can't abuse it or waste it or use it on anything else. Um, that's, you know, you're cutting them off. Um, especially if it's something where you've already provided them support or you've already given them their inheritance or something, you may say enough is enough. Okay. So that's one thing. I think that's rather extreme, but that's one of the options on the table. Next one, you can always make it kind of a slow, uh, burn, uh, of, of money as opposed to all at once. So you can give it to them in installments, you know, um, you know, into, into three equal payments or five equal payments or a certain number of dollars per year every year. Make it an allowance, you know, if you want to. Uh, so it's not all at once. It's not a shock to the system, um, you know, but, but maybe it's kind of a slow and steady, you know, flow of an inheritance. You can put conditions or I guess you could call them milestones uh, attached to getting an inheritance. So you could say, you know, they get X dollars a year as long as they, you know, you can require clean drug tests. You can say they have to attend meetings or they have to be clean and sober for so many years before they're eligible for their inheritance or they have to be working a full-time job. Okay. So you can, you can put things in place that says you get money if you do these things. Uh, so that's an option, and you can get as creative as you want with that. Um, 
you can, and with most of these, uh, you, you put someone else in control. So have a third party be in control of the inheritance and you can dump it all on them. You can say, you give money to this person as you see fit. End of story. Um, now you're, you have to trust someone. Okay. That's a big responsibility to put on someone. Um, but if you have the right person that you can count on, that can really future proof it. So years down the road, they can assess the situation and say, is it safe to give money or not? As opposed to just trying to guess now what they may need 20 years down the road. A couple ways you can do that. You can always pick a family member or friend to be in charge. Uh, I've had some people, and I think we've talked about this before on uh, previous episodes, uh, I've had some situations where someone picks a uh, an institution or a corporate trustee uh, to be in charge, and then maybe you appoint um, like a person as a, like a human as a point of contact, like a distribution advisor is a term that's thrown around often. So say Fidelity's in charge of everything, um, but my brother John, you know, is a distribution advisor because John knows what's going on, so they can you know kind of work with John to see what's needed. You know, one option here is you can, and I and I think this is a really good idea, depending on the situation, you can use the money to purchase things or own things or manage things on their behalf. Um, so you could say, when I die, I want a house or a condo and a car to be purchased with this person's money and they're allowed to live there. Okay. So you can make it to where all their basic needs are met. You know, why worry about where they're going to live? And if they're going to be homeless, just say, we're going to use the money to buy a condo for them and buy a car for them uh, without giving them, you know, outright ownership and control. Uh, so that's, that's a really good one. Um, and then you can kind of at least set a baseline from that standpoint. Um, and then the last one here, it's a little specific, a little specialized, Ben. But if you have a situation where someone is on um, public benefits, so government benefits, disability, um, or you know Medicare, Medicaid, something like that, um, you want to make sure that they don't have access to the money or anything to where their benefits would be um, taken away from them. Uh, one of the things I mentioned earlier. So you set up something, you know, special needs trust, I think we've talked about previously. Um, a special mm -hmm. needs trust would supplement uh, the government benefits, doesn't give them direct control of the money. So they would be allowed to continue receiving the benefits. And again, depends on the state depends on what benefits or programs we're talking about here. So again, make sure you're talking to an expert on this. I cannot stress that enough. But uh, you can do that and make sure um, that they continue to use their benefits and the programs are a safety net or a baseline. Uh, and then the inheritance is more of a rainy day fund or kind of to upgrade or supplement uh, the, the, the baseline benefits from the government. Okay, so again, number of different options, um, depending on how much control, how little control, um, and, and and what specific risks out of what we talked about a few minutes ago, um, you know, that are probably important and what maybe don't apply. So again, yeah. number of tools in the toolbox here. Sometimes it can be 
a little overwhelming to go through them, but you know, I think it's worth uh, looking through all of it to, to make sure you get the right, uh, the right playbook here. Absolutely. Well, for someone, I guess, Nick, too, I'm, I'm sure you meet with people that have this issue um, when they first come in, but I guess this too could be a thing where obviously you probably hopefully have set up an estate plan early in your child's life and, and you don't know how they age, but I guess if you have any inclination, this could be a problem. This is something you probably want to jump on and just have the conversation with your attorney as soon as possible. Um, yes, I, I would do it sooner rather than later. Um, simply for the fact that once someone passes away, the money's going to go where it's going to go and it's too late to fix it. So if, you know, God forbid I have someone that I want to leave money to and they have a substance problem, there's no point in waiting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because if something happens to me now, it's bad news. Now on the flip side, I tell all of my clients, look, one of the reasons we do our check-ins, our reviews, we're not a one-and-done, is because 10 years from now, when we come in for a review meeting, we sit down, we catch up, how are you? And they compliment on you know how much grayer my hair's gotten. Uh, <laughs> and after we joke about all that, and they say, look, Nick, my, my son is doing great. He's fine. Um, he's made a 100% miraculous recovery. I'm so proud of him. We don't need to, you know proceed with caution the way we did before. And I hope that happens, right? But but I, I think we need to be better safe than sorry uh, as soon as we, we know it may be a risk. Um, and then, you know, if things change, if things get better, if things get worse, we can adjust as we go. Gotcha. All right. Again, if you want to have this conversation, want to talk with Nick about this or kind of explore your own situation with your children or grandchildren, you can always log on. CincinnatiEstatePlan.com is the website. You schedule a call right there. Click the, the orange button on the front. Or you can call the office at 513-463-6789. And whether you have a question about this topic or any of the others we've discussed or just anything with your estate plan, Nick encourages you to reach out. And he'd be happy to speak with you and, and talk more about it. So, again, thank you for listening to this episode of Complete Estate Planning. Nick, as always, thanks for your time. And we'll do, do it again soon. Absolutely. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.